Next on BYU Sports Nation, synchronized blue goggles. Just how good can this year's BYU football offense be? Matt Bushman gets some preseason recognition. Will he end up a BYU tight end all-timer? And your version of a Space Jam cast from Michael Jordan to Bill Murray. Who's on your list? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B... Here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, June 20th, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Utah County belly flop instructor, Jerem Jordan. We're going to show you some good belly flops later from some of the offensive linemen at a party they had uh, for one of our Rise and Shoutouts. But my goodness, I would not do that now. In my youth, when I was more reckless, totally. But now I'm like, oh, that looks like it's going to hurt. No thanks. Do all of you want that pain? (laughs) Yeah, who wants that pain? Well, when you're younger, you don't care. You're just going for a laugh. You have less body mass when you're younger, too. So, Well, these guys have lots of body mass, so that doesn't... My point exactly. So it's like, (laughs) does it not hurt? The bigger you are, the more more it hurts? Well, we assume that uh, bigger people have more pain pain tolerance for some reason (laughs) wouldn't it be the same it's just all relative to what you can handle i don't know i don't know i would never do that now belly flops to come later my friends here is today's show lineup you want to meet the new running backs specifically the graduate transfers tyson williams from south carolina emmanuel isupa coming over from rice jerem jordan goes one-on-one with both of them i lost both of those battles what impact did they Hope to bring to BYU in their final go in collegiate football. Plus, Space Jam casts. For BYU, if you were to use only BYU characters, who makes the list? Who's your Who's your Sean Bradley? Is it Sean Bradley? Is it Sean Bradley? It should be Sean we, we Bradley. We should one where the Monstars are Utes instead. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you my Monstars, and I'm I'm going outside of the BYU circle for that. Oh, you are? Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. I'm taking some liberties. Oh. I'm taking some liberties. The Monstars? Cool. Yeah. They were, yeah. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I did BYU people. I thought that was I what know. We're doing. Wait, we are doing BYU oh. people. The Space oh, okay. Jam cast. I'm just saying the Monstars specific. There are a few people that came to mind among the opponents. Pump up the jam for today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU junior tight end Matt Bushman ranked the fourth best tight end in the country yesterday by USA Today. Bushman led the Cougars in receiving last year with 511 receiving yards. He was outstanding down the stretch. Where will he fit in the greatest BYU tight ends of all time conversation when all is said and done? It's weird. When they threw to him, he caught it. Crazy, right? BYU football and the More to Life Foundation leave for New York today to spend the weekend with the Harlem Jets. In their third visit since 2017, players and coaches will spend time helping and training the team, speaking in schools and other activities. This is one of the coolest things that BYU football does every season. Former BYU baseball star and pitcher Taylor Cole of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim pitched an inning in a third yesterday in an 11-6 win over the Toronto Blue Jays. Cole gave up just one hit, walked one, and surrendered no runs. He has a 5.17 earned run average on the season. Good to see him back doing work in the bigs. World Cup Day. The USA plays Sweden in the Women's World Cup today, 3 Eastern. And our honorary team, the Netherlands, are playing Canada right now. The Netherlands already threw 
to the elimination stage. As is Canada, I think. So it's matchups now. Do you okay. want to win? Do you need to win? Right. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. We give a lot of credence to Bill Connolly's S&P Plus metrics, and here's why. Because we feel like it's an all-encompassing metric which takes into account several relevant factors. And specific to offense and the S&P Plus ratings, here are some of those things included. Success rate of each play. First down, second down, third and fourth down. Explosiveness of plays and comparison to opponents' rankings giving more weight to success against higher-rated teams. It all makes sense, right? It's, It's a metric that we like. Yes. In the past five seasons, BYU has finished the season ranked in the S&P Plus offensive ratings. In 2014, great offense, right? Number 41. 2015, 52, 2016, a 9-win team with senior Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams, number 42. 2017, 121. Mm-hmm. Move on quickly. 2018, <laughs> moving in the right direction, up almost 50 spots at number 72. Jared, 72. where will BYU's offense finish the 2019 season ranked in the S&P Plus rankings? Top 50. And, and you look at 2014, 8 wins. 2015, nine wins. 2016, eight wins. So if you want to be an eight-plus win team, you got to be in the top 50, it would look like, right? Maybe even nine wins. Rankings in the following season uh, last year in explosiveness specifically. Plays of 10, 20, and 30-plus, BYU was ranked in the 80s. So BYU's got to be more explosive. And yesterday we talked with Greg Rubel in studio about we think that BYU has those guys. L- listen to this. Wilson, Romney, Hefo, Shumway, Katoa, Bushman, MLP, Katoa, uh, again, I guess, Tyson Williams. So there, there are players that we think could be explosive players. Yards per play, 5.54 last year, 78th. BYU's got to be better. The success rate is an interesting one as well. So uh, this, this breaks it down in this way. You need 50% of your required yards on first down. Set, you need to get to at least 70% on second, 100% on third and fourth. That's success rate. And then I like the comparison to opponent rankings because guess what? BYU is loading up the schedule, especially in the front, and what BYU does against this schedule is different than what New Mexico plays and even Indiana, right, in the Big Ten and whatnot. So it's hard to know who are you against the field. S&P, I like it. I think BYU's got to be in the top 50. If you have a good offensive line and a good quarterback, both of which we think BYU has this year, you should be in the top half of college football, at least the top 65. But I'm with you. If BYU has a top 50 offense, they'll win eight games this season. Zach Wilson is good enough of a quarterback, and he has an experienced enough of an offensive line, and he has weapons around him. You're going to talk to both of the graduate transfer running backs that hope to help him out. BYU has enough weapons to be a top 50 offense. And Jeff Grimes... Made no, he he did not shy away from saying, "Look, we scored a lot of points in the bowl game. We want to score that many points in every game." Yeah, we. Well, he specific. Yeah, he specifically said, "We don't hope to. We're going to expect to to score fifty. He told us that. I I expect this offense to take take a big jump. I think you have a quarterback that can take you there. That's the key. And can the receivers be better? Can the will these grad transfer running backs be what we're hoping they are? You know you have two good tight ends. Can MLP stay healthy? And this O line is the probably the best we've seen in several years at BYU. I'm stoked about the offense. 
more than the defense. And I've thought the defense was going to be the stalwart on this team for the last few years, and they were. But it's time for the offense to uh, to be the the main contributor on this team. This BYU offense scored 27 points against Utah in the final regular season game. I wish it was 36. All of those in the first three quarters. How many points will the offense put up against Utah in the season opener in how many days? Countdown to the Utes. 70 now. 10 yeah. weeks from yeah. today. Woo! 10 weeks from today. Okay. We're not we're still in double digit weeks, but not tomorrow we're in single digit. I'm just thinking lo- about I the big it. picture. When we start this thing it's usually like 248 or 238 or yeah. Yeah. 231. I we're down to 70. It's, it's hard for me to sit in December. We're here in June. It's still the summer, baby. <laughs> Shout out to number 70, Matt Reynolds, yes. by the way. Uh, helmetless blocking in the Armed Forces Bowl for Riley oh. Nelson, which is now an illegal play. <laughs> but back then, he was awesome, man. Such a man thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now to topic two. Matt Bushman is the latest in a long line of good tight ends at BYU. In fact, this has been called QBU. BYU's put out some really good tight ends. In fact, there's a whole two pages in the Almanac devoted to this idea. Spencer, what would it take for Matt Bushman? to become the greatest tight end in BYU history? Well, Jerem, let me answer with this. He's going to have to do something like the guys that produced our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The last time BYU was led in receiving yards by a tight end in three straight seasons, 1980, 1981, and 1982. Clay Brown, Gordon Hudson, both did that. And l- Listen, Jerem. Matt Bushman is going to have to be that caliber of player. Dennis Pitta. He'd have to be better. He would have to be incredible. He was a freshman All-American. He's a stud. Are they going to throw the ball enough to Matt Bushman this year that he can put up these type of numbers? He'd have to be targeted uh, 90 times. He will have to be Zach Wilson's favorite target. And it it maybe will be. Can't be close. Like those guys put up crazy numbers. Is, are we expecting Matt Bushman to surpass that? I think that's a little bit unfair. Yeah, I I think he's a top 25 tight end in BYU history right now, which is saying a lot. There have been some really good ones. Yeah. I think he could slide into the top 15, maybe even top 10. Listen, th- three ideas. One, at a minimum, he'd have to have 1,000 yards and be a first-team All-American just to make the conversation. Correct. Not even to be the Correct. main guy. BYU's had nine tight ends who have been an All-American. Not academic, not freshman. Nine. Are you kidding me? This is tight end you. It takes a great quarterback to make a great tight end, too. Gordon Hudson, McMahon and Young. Dennis Pitta, Max Hall. Chris Smith, tight Emmer. Clay Brown, McMahon and Wilson. Harleen Beck, Mealy and Lewis, Walsh and Sarkeesian. Th- third idea. Right now, uh, yeah, he's probably top 25. I think he can go into the top 15. Just to be in the convo, he'd have to be a first-team All-American. Dennis Pitta, to me, is the number two on this list. The greatest tight end in BYU history is Gordon Hudson. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame. One day, Dennis Pitta will be as well, because that guy and the hard time I get, give him is the – he has the most receiving yards by a tight end in NCAA history. It's awesome to have a great tight end. I think that Bushman might uh, have some yards sacrificed because he has MLP on the team, too. But next year when Bushman's a senior, he could be a 1,000-yard receiver. If BYU threw him the ball enough, he would easily be a 1,000-yard receiver. Yes. Yeah, he has the capability. It's Great just hands. how are you going to utilize the offense and how much are you going to give him an opportunity to make a play? 
He is Zach Wilson's safety outlet right now. You would think, right? I mean, when Zach was in trouble and just wanted to make a play, he, he made some bad throws last year against Utah and Western Michigan, and Matt caught the ball. Yeah. I mean, stealing interceptions away from the defense type of catches. For some reason, last year in the first half of the year, Bure just didn't throw the ball to Matt Bushman very much. Well, what about Arizona? He wasn't targeted that much in that game. Matt Bushman can play. Just throw it. Who who was it that told us this? Fessy Satake. Just throw it in his catching radius, and he will make a catch. Wasn't it Jeff Grimes that said he has the best ball skills or one of the that he's ever seen as a receiver? So I think that Jeff Grimes and the staff know that he is a, a weapon and that they're going to use him a lot. If Matt Bushman finishes on, as one of the top 10 tight ends oh. in BYU football history. Dude, are you kidding me? Think about that list. Are you kidding me? Clay Brown, Gordon Hudson, Chris Smith, Chad Lewis, Etula Mealy, Doug, Doug Jolly. Trevor Malini, David Mills. I mean, David Mills was outstanding. Gabe Reed, Spencer Nee. I mean, we could go all day with this. There have been a lot of great tight ends. Like a top 10 finish in that category at BYU means yeah. you were a straight baller and probably yeah. an All-American. I do think that Bushman will lead the team in receiving. Matt Bushman can be an All-American. He can be an All-American. Yes, because for a tight end, all you need is 600-plus yards, and everyone will go, whoa, that's a lot. I'm not going to say he'll be the greatest tight end in BYU no, history, I, though. I don't, I don't think he can be. I think that's just way out there, which is okay. He can be a great one. Top but 10 is amazing. I don't, I don't think he could be the great. Is he going to be a college football Hall of Famer? Probably. Probably not. Matt Maybe. Bushman has done some work on the road, Jerem, and BYU football is hoping to do some work on the road this year as they pursue something better. Success. Eight wins. <gasps> Maybe nine. Oh, my goodness. Could they get to 10? Can they get it done in the Eastern time zone and win a bunch of these games two time zones away from Prolo? Yes. Blue They're going to play, alert. not in a Blue wagon, right? Alert. Blue goggle alert. We talk a lot about the home schedule because it features the likes of Utah, Washington, USC, Boise oh, State. Oh, it's an incredible home schedule. But what oh. about the road? Yes, Tennessee, but there are some other doozies out there, Jerem. What is the toughest road game? On the 2019 schedule for BYU. To me, it's Tennessee versus the field, and I go with Tennessee. SEC road game. That right there makes it the toughest. I almost don't need to say anything else. What about Ole Miss, man? They were 2-10, and ten, but yeah. Ten- Tennessee was 5-7. and seven. I think they're going to be a 7-plus win team this year. One of the iconic venues in college football. Rocky Top, the checkered, end zone. 102,445 people can be in that stadium. It's going to be so awesome. There will be more than that when they play BYU. The fire chief won't show up, whatever. Uh They're still stacked with talent. So even though the last two years they've stunk, they've won nine games, they've had eight draft picks the last two years. So even though they stink, they still have talent there. SB Nation's Bill Connolly has Tennessee at number 21 going okay. into the year. Okay. So he thinks they're going to be good. The next highest road team on that list, by the way, is Utah State at 42. And if BYU beats Tennessee, that will make a, a, a little bit of a splash nationally. And that's more than we can say for any of the other road games for BYU. So I think it's Tennessee. If it's not Tennessee, Jerem, then it's going to be the team that comes at the end of the first power or the first four power five games. After BYU goes through Utah, Tennessee, USC, and Washington. And BYU's 4-0. They have to go on the road to the Eastern time zone and play in a kind of a sneaky, weird, and I think very difficult road game in the Glass Bowl against the Toledo Rockets. I think Toledo's probably going to win the MAC. So we're talking about a potential conference champion team on their home field, two time zones away after you've played four power fives. Mm -hmm. So beat up a bit. 
What does BYU have left in the tank? Eight games. After that, because they have a bye after that, which is going to be much needed. Yes. Maybe make it two. The fifth game for BYU is going to be, I think, in the road format, the toughest that the Cougars play because of what they have to go through to get there. I'm just not sure what BYU is going to have on the field. Injuries, fatigue. I mean, if BYU is two and two through the first four, what have they had to expend to get to that juncture? And then mm-hmm. they got Toledo's good at home. Toledo is a good football team. When you play in the glass bowl, they bust out the uh, the fine the fine china for uh, you know dinner, if you will. It's the glass bowl. You show they have up. one of the best home records of all FBS teams at home, like over the last good decade. for you. Toledo might win their conference. What does BYU have left in the tank? Yes, is the best MAC team tougher than. One of the worst SEC teams is the that that's the discussion, right? Sne- sneaky tough at Utah State. I don't think like, BYU is going to have to do a lot to get up for the Tennessee game because the energy will naturally oh, I, be I so will be yeah. so high. Yeah, Toledo's not going to be like this. Yeah, let's get it to go face the Rockets. Well, what's any, the stadium called? Anyone played that played on the 2016 team should respect the heck out of Toledo Absolutely. because they came into Provo and scored 53. On BYU. In Provo. Which was wild. It took a career day from Jamal Williams just to win at the buzzer. Now, you put Toledo's offense in your top 10 offenses, I think at number six yesterday. Is that right? Yes. I mean, they, and you pointed out their playmakers. They yeah. have I did several, put Tennessee at three. They have several playmakers. Yes, but I think because of just the natural juice, BYU gets up for these games. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. What do they have left for Toledo after the Power Five gauntlet? Keep fighting that good fight, man. All right. Our question of the day. With some of the announced cast being revealed for the upcoming Space Jam 2 movie. Clay Thompson was in there. I was like, isn't he out <laughs> for a long time with an ACL? Well. It's weird. Who would you cast in a BYU version of Space Jam? We're going to go into depth mm. in this in about 20 minutes. But let's hear some of your responses. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. At BYU Boat 90 answers on Instagram. Jimmer Fredette, Brandon Davies, Kyle Collinsworth, Tyler Haas, Eric Mika, Yoli Childs with appearances from Sean Bradley and Danny Ainge. Now, I want to know who you would have kind of as who. As who, That's yeah. what I would like to know. We'll present that later from us. Who's your Charles Barkley? Yeah, who, who's Sean Bradley? BYU had two dudes in the movie. <laughs> Danny Ainge made a cameo in the movie. I know. Yes, yes. Okay, coming up, who would we cast from BYU in Space Jam if it were a Cougar cast? And as promised, Jerem Jordan goes one-on-one with graduate transfer running back Tyson Williams. What kind of impact does he expect to have in the running back's room? Is he going to be the starter? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, Brackenell Bakery gives a personal tour of BYU Media Day, even though he doesn't know where anything is. While Austin Lee and Brady Christensen see how sneaky they can be. Watch BYU Media Day Part 1 now on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. I watched it last night. Really funny. <laughs> the teaser was really funny as well. Making Zach Katoa laugh like Kawhi Leonard. Yes. Yes, Kiki had some of the players go out and have to do these challenges. It was funny. It was really funny. <laughs> Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play, I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. BYU will take a former SEC running back back into Knoxville in mm-hmm. week number two against Tennessee. 
the heart of SEC country. His name is Tyson Williams. Goodbye, South Carolina. Hello, Provo, Utah. Question is, will Tyson be the starter back in SEC country when the Cougars make that trip? And what kind of impact does he expect to make in his final go with collegiate football? Jerem Jordan, one-on-one with the graduate transfer running back. All right, Tyson, uh, you've been in uh, Provo for three weeks now. What do you think so far? I love it. I love it. Uh, the change of scenery has been good to me. I love um, looking at the mountains, the view, um, but all in all, it's been good. Uh, we, we had you on the show when you first signed, uh, but now that you're here, uh, what do you think of uh, Provo, the football team, the situation you've come into as a graduate transfer? Um, all in, I, think, I think everything's been good. Uh, like I said, the change of scenery has been good. I've enjoyed the city. Um, the team has been good. I love the way they work. Um, everybody's just working hard right now in the summer, just trying to get prepared for the season. Um, and the situation I came into, um, like I said, I mean, kind of a kind of a younger group, I would say. So um, just me coming in, being a senior, just being able to bring some leadership and just try to help them along the way as well. Who uh, who have been your primary contacts in helping you get used to Provo and what to do and what to see and where to eat? Uh, I would have to say my roommate, Micah Simon. Um, being that, you know, he's been here for a very long time and uh, kind of knows the area. And then um, I also would say just like Coach Grimes and Coach Stewart. I mean, anytime I just have any questions about anything, I would just ask them. Uh, Coach Grimes has uh, man days with his boys. Has he invited you to a man day or any man rules yet? Yeah, so I think uh, sometime last week um, all the running backs went over. Coach Stewart went over um, and their family. Coach Harvey was there too, so – um, it was just good for us all to get together and just have a good time and just enjoy uh, the finals the finals on that day. So just kind of talk about basketball and just kind of just, you know, decompress a little bit, get our mind off football. Do you play basketball? I do. Have you uh, talked to AJ and Harvey about playing pickup? Because I play with those guys regularly. They're pretty good. Okay. Uh, I, ha- I have, but I don't think they, they want to see me on the court, honestly. I don't think they want to see me on the court, man. I'm a, I can do it all. I can do it all. <laughs> At first, I thought you meant to stay healthy, but then I really understood what you were yeah. saying. So a- AJ's not going to like that you said that. Harvey made just whatever, but AJ's not going to like it. Yeah, uh, Coach Stewart's competitive. Both of them are competitors, but, I mean, I'm a competitor too. So, yeah, they better be ready. <laughs> I love it. Tuesdays and Thursdays at noon, we'll chat. Yep. Uh, let's talk about um, you, you're from Sumter, South Carolina, and uh, John ja Morant mm-hmm. went to your high school. He's going to be the second pick in the draft. Yeah. Uh, what was John ja Morant like in high school? Uh, just, I mean, it was crazy because in high school he wasn't as big, you know, so he was kind of like 5'9", five, 5'8", five, um, just kind of just always working. And, um, I mean, you could always just tell he was talented than the other kids, but, I mean, as he got older, he just got better and better. And then Zion Williamson is from South Carolina as well, so some South Carolina pride there in hoops. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And like I said, he's from Spartanburg, so, of course, he's doing his thing, so it's going to be a great day for South Carolina when the uh, NBA draft comes around. That'll be really cool. BYU football plays four Power Fives to start the season. When you first saw that schedule, when you were looking at BYU, what would you think? Utah, Tennessee, USC, Washington. Yeah, so I was like, um, this is the kind of schedule you want to look for, you know, um, playing great competition. Because uh, it allows you to not only just prove yourself, but, I mean, for the team to prove themselves as well. So, you know, you don't want to play a cupcake schedule because nowadays you can see, you know, it'll, it'll hurt in the long run. So you want to play the best teams, beat the best teams, and, you know, have a successful season. season. The first one uh, on the schedule is Utah. Who's who's uh, started to indoctrinate you on the rivalry that is Utah? Uh, I would say the fans. I would do like little polls on Instagram, and 
and they would always just mention I could be talking about food and they might mention beat Utah. So um, <laughs> that thing, that's just the thing that got got me going the most. Just how the, pan, the fans are so passionate about you know that game. And you've been used to some of these rivalries at North Carolina against Duke yep. and then uh, South Carolina, I believe, with Clemson, right? Yeah, yeah so uh, both of those are great rivalries, and, but, I mean, Clemson is just on a roll right now, so that one's a little bit tougher. Physically, um, how are you feeling coming off? I, I, did you have an injury last year that you were recovering from? Yeah, I did. I, uh, so I broke a bone. Yeah, I broke uh, – don't quote me on this, but I broke a, the metacarpsal bone, the, like the last one in my hand, so – um, I mean, it's a hand, so, you know, hands don't have a hard time, you know, healing because, you know, it's not a weight-bearing bone. So, yeah, it's healed up pretty fine. Sound like a doctor there for a second. Yeah, don't quote me, though. I don't know <laughs> if I'm right. <laughs> but you're 100% now? You good? Yes, sir, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Um, are, you, are you a right-handed primary ball carrier, left-handed? Yes, sir, right-handed, okay. right-handed. But, um, you know, you have to be able to carry the ball on both. So, yeah, carrying the ball on the left won't be an issue. How much of an impact do you feel like you could make? Because Jeff Grimes has said, we brought these guys in for one year, so we expect them to do something right now. Yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, the human aspect. You know, you, you don't have a lot of time, so you want to make the most out of your time. So, I mean, this year we're just coming in. We want to work. You know, we want to prove ourselves. But, um, yeah, we're looking, to, we're looking to do great things. What's the conversation been like with uh, Zach Wilson, uh, the starting quarterback at BYU? Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Like, with him, um, we're always just kind of talking about schemes and um, also me just being able to learn the playbook. He's helped, you know, with that also. Okay. Well, awesome. Uh, enjoy uh, the first couple weeks here in Provo, and uh, we'll see you at fall camp. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Tyson Williams one-on-one with Jerem Jordan, BYU Sports Nation All Access during BYU Football Media Day. He, he could be the leading rusher this year. He could be a huge bolster to that group. I don't know, but he is expected to produce right away because Jeff Grimes said he's not a freshman coming in where we can ease him in. We're expecting him to contribute now. Yeah, I want him to come in and play with just a ton of confidence. Like, bring in the swagger. Come and play with the swagger. Like, you you are the number one guy. Prove it to everybody. Yeah, be, be Ramses from Nacho Libre, the number one. <laughs> I am Ramshish. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Coming up, the other senior transfer running back, Emmanuel Isupa, on the impact he could have this season. Plus, our versions of the BYU Space Jam cast and how they match up with yours. Who's playing Charles Barkley? What about Bill Murray? This is BYU Sports Nation. Nation. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. We are in Radio Vision. Watch us on BYU TV. Listen to us on BYU Radio Series XM Channel 143. Let's keep it rolling with our second look at today's headlines. BYU junior tight end Matt Bushman ranks number four in the list of best tight ends in the country yesterday. That according to USA Today. Bushman led the Cougars in receiving last year with 511 yards. Where will he fit in the greatest BYU tight ends conversation when his career is over. If you missed that conversation, download the podcast because we went in detail in our opening segment. Let's just say it'll be hard to just get into the top ten. There have been that many good ones. BYU football and the More to Life Foundation leave for New York today to spend the weekend with the Harlem Jets in their third visit since 2017. Players and coaches will spend time helping and training the team, speaking in schools and other activities. Former Batcat, BYU baseball star and pitcher Taylor Cole of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim pitched an inning in the third yesterday. During an 11-6 win for the Angels over the Toronto Blue Jays, Cole gave up one hit, walked one, didn't surrender any runs. He has a 5.17 earned run average on the season in the big leagues. 
In World Cup Day, the USA plays Sweden in today's uh, Women's World Cup, 3 Eastern. Honor, honorary team, the Netherlands, tied uh, nil-nil with Canada right now, 30th. The karma's already done. The Netherlands a huge favor. Yep, they're through. They're through to that the elimination the first stage. Goal. Yeah. They take care of Canada, and now you get maybe a better matchup, right? What are you doing? I, I don't know. Space Jam just revealed some of their cast for the upcoming Space Jam 2 movie, which got us thinking, all right, if we had to put this in the BYU-verse, who would we use as our Space Jam characters in a BYU-centric movie? Mm -hmm. So, Jerem, I'm going to start with my coaching staff. Okay. Steve Cleveland as the head coach with Dave Rose, John Wardenberg, and Heath Schroyer as the oh, assistants. We're going old school. We're going, yes, old school. And when they turned that program around and got BYU back into that NCAA tournament mode. They hadn't been there for a while. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Coach Cleve before Dave Rose became the head coach. All right, what about your staff? Uh, I, I go with the 2011 Sweet 16 staff. Okay. So that's Dave Rose, Dave Rice, uh, Terry Nash of Tim Lacombe. Bring back that staff. That was the one that got BYU to the Sweet Six. Okay. Can we agree that the star of the movie, Michael Jordan, would be obviously Jimmer, Jimmer Fredette? Fredette? I call him James, but yes. It's going to be Jimmer Fredette. What about Charles Barkley? Eric Mika. <laughs> now, what's funny about this is yes, I, Eric did not, Mika. I did not look at yours. Well, they take Eric Mika's attributes. Yes. Because the Monstars weren't those people. They were symbolic of those people. But they were very different than who they are in real life, right? They would just take their physical basketball attributes, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, I have Mark Durant as my Bill Murray. Mm. Okay, so I've, he... I've Donny Osmond. <laughs> so like the BYU guy. Yeah, <laughs> I just I I think Mark Durant has some uh, characteristics Mark Durant, of Bill. Murray. Yeah, Mark Durant would be funny in that. Just his, his sense I'm, of humor. No offense, Mark. More, uh, more uh, stardom, more sex appeal, you know, okay. there with uh, Donnie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sean Bradley is Sean Bradley. Let him yeah, do his Sean thing. Bradley, he's Sean he's Bradley. a veteran. Yeah. Let him do yeah. his thing. Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. else are you going to find a 7'6 guy? Nowhere. Exactly. Yeah. Danny Ainge had a cameo in Space Jam. I'd have Danny Ainge show up again. Absolutely. I have him as the GM of this team. Ah. So he's playing a Celtics role. Although okay. right now there's a little turmoil in, uh, in Celticville with everything. Kyrie Irving and whatnot. Oh, boy. Yeah. Shout out to Terry Nashif, who was my Muggsy Bogues. Oh, nice. That's a good pick. I didn't, I, I didn't know who to put as Muggsy. There's no one that's – I thought of Matt Montague first, maybe. Okay. He was the all-time assist leader before Kyle Collins was. Yeah, maybe uh, Eric Woodbury. <laughs> Eric Woodbury. Nice. <laughs> Yoli Childs is my Larry Johnson. He's my grandmama. Oh, I like that one a lot. Powerhouse. Yeah. I did that Kyle Collinsworth. Just, I wanted Kyle in it okay. somehow. The versatility would be interesting. And then Michael Smith. He'd we never love, have his shirt on in the movie. We love Michael Smith. He, he's our shot he, mic. He's our Larry Bird. Yeah. He, he yeah. played on the Celtics. He yeah. Played, yeah. He was with Tall, Larry Bird. White, can shoot. Yes. Absolutely. Mold, right? Okay. Now, for the Monstars, I told you I was going to go to the opponents. If, Let's hear it. if I could do this, yeah. I would go with a uh, combination of former bigs from Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Mixed in with some Matthew Della Vadova. So Jock and, and Landale. Unlikable figures. Yeah, yes. Jock, Jock Landale. Sure, yeah. Brad Waldo. Yeah, throwing his mouthpiece. Kelly Olinick. Uh-huh. Shemek Karnowski. Yes. And Matthew Della Vadova. I think we're missing Corbin or Bronson Capucci, <laughs> by the way. Yes. Now, now that that's we think true. about Kelly Olinick, I think, wait a minute. Maybe maybe Corbin is uh is Patrick Ewing. 
I don't know. What we didn't cast is the Looney Tunes. You know, who's who's Bugs Bunny from <laughs> BYU? <laughs> I don't Cosmo. know. Cosmo? I don't know. Yeah, Cosmo's involved, We're, we're right? missing uh, a lot of females here, too. Yeah. Uh, if we were really doing this, we would cast many females. But, uh, yeah, this is... <laughs> This is our, what is this, the Oscars five years ago? I don't know. Whoops. <laughs> I don't know. Natalie Portman coming out of, you know, and here's the all, here are the all male nominees. It's like, oh, yeah, that's what we did. All right. Shoot. No, we would, uh, we would cast a wider net here. Yeah. Our question of the day with some of the announced casts being revealed for the upcoming Space Jam 2 movie, who would you cast in your BYU version of Space Jam? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. From at JLens91 on Twitter, Yoli Childs would be the star. Okay. It would be the story of him leaving for the NBA only to be convinced to stay by Bugs Bunny. Oh, nice. Johnny Linehan would play the Bill Murray role. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, if you bring in other personalities. Other sports. The, yeah. the, I believe the BYU Animation Department um, has won several awards for animation so perhaps they could just make their own right they wouldn't need to go to the uh what is it warner bros you know in, in that regard you use the the uh creative genius uh, already here in the harris fine arts center maybe i feel like we just need some looney tunes music right now yeah no rights coming up keep that going coming up taylor cole pitches again actually stop Taylor Cole pitches again in the majors how did he do last night now you know how i feel when you keep going on things like that Mine sounds better, though. <laughs> the other graduate transfer, running back Emmanuel Isupa. How does he plan on impacting this BYU team the most? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Watch it on BYUSN.com or the BYU TV app. Listen on BYU Radio's app or where podcasts are found. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on a Thursday with our question of the day. With some of the announced cast being revealed for the new Space Jam 2 movie, who would you cast in your BYU version of Space Jam? They already had two BYU guys in the first one, Danny Ainge and Sean Bradley, so it's not that much of a stretch. I think Jimmer should be in Space Jam 2, seriously. I thought... Right? As soon as they announced it, I thought, oh, Jimmy would does be perfect. He have I'm not saying as the main character. I'm saying as a, a side piece. Does he have supporting enough act. of a world brand to do that? I think so. Yeah, for, for merely on his BYU days. Yeah. Who would you cast? That's ML 17 in on Twitter. For the BYU Toon Squad, Jimmer in the Michael Jordan role, obviously. Tyler Hawes, Yoli Childs, Brandon Davies, and Mark Durant as Bill Murray. There you yes. Go. Mark. You're on the same wavelength as me. Except for me. Join the conversation on social media 24-7. Hashtag BYUSN. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation All Access. BYU Football Media Week really continues with our second one-on-one focusing on the new old running backs. They're both seniors. No old. And graduate transfers. Emmanuel Asupa played for A.J. Stewart at Rice. Now they're back together at BYU. Why did he want to come to BYU, and what kind of impact does he expect to make when he steps on the field for his senior season? All right, Emmanuel, uh, describe to us what the last couple months have been like as you made the decision to come to BYU, and then you, you moved to Provo. Mm-hmm. So I took my official visit in uh, January, and from then I just knew that I wanted to come here. So that's when I started the process of uh, trying to get admitted into the MPA program. Um, March, I got admitted. Uh, April, I was down here. Uh, graduated in May, so that's how it's been. 
What would you like to do with your, uh, what is that, Master of, is it public administration? Public administration. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, work in the community of some sort. Uh, I've always wanted to be like a higher up person. And I feel like getting that master's degree would, you know, um, accelerate, um, you know, my knowing of everything in that, in that department. So um, I feel as if I, I would want to do something like that. You graduated in uh, April from Rice, right? I graduated in May from Rice, in yes, May. sir. Mm -hmm. So it's been an eventful last couple months, yeah. not only with that. That would have been enough probably, right? Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> but getting that done and, uh, you know, walking and doing the whole thing. So now that that's happened, uh, do you feel like it's easier to, I guess, focus on the next part? For sure. After I graduated, I came back. It was straight. You know, I was locked in, uh, in the zone, just trying to get better every day. You mentioned in January you came up here and, and we're trying. you figured out, hey, I want to come to BYU. What were some of the factors that went into that decision? Um, so first off, the mountains are beautiful. Uh, I love just uh, seeing that every day. Uh, that was something I've never been around uh, ever. Uh, you know, the people are so inviting and welcoming. Um, of course, I looked at the, you know, the resources that the football program has, and, and they were amazing. Um, the coaches are also, uh, you know, um, great to work with, and they're amazing as well. Uh, Coach Stewart, of course, was a big influence for me because, you know, I knew him previously. And um, it, it was just a great place to be around, and I, I felt like it was uh, the right place for me. Has anyone taken you on any hikes or anything in the mountains? Or are you using the mountains? Uh, not yet. Right now, it's just visual. I'm just looking at them. But uh, I plan to hike the Y before I leave. It's hard. Uh, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll have to get somebody to take you up there. Yeah, that'll be good. AJ Stewart, uh, so, so when did you first meet him at Rice? Um, so he recruited me back, I want to say 2014, uh, to come to Rice. Uh, and then, you know, 2015, I arrived at Rice, and he became my running backs coach. So that was the first time. What uh, was he like then versus now? Same person. Same exact same person. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing's changed except for he's grown as a coach, and some tactics and strategies that he may use uh, that he's may, maybe learned from other coaches or just, like, you know, learn from himself uh, as years uh, came on. But he's the same guy on and off the field, and I respect him for that. I've been able to get him uh, to know him more by playing pickup basketball with him. Oh, yeah. Did you ever play pickup with him at Rice? I haven't, but I, I heard he's a beast. He's, he's really good. Yeah. I, and I don't say that as a shock, but, you know, sometimes these guys talk and aren't actually that good. He, he's legit. Yeah. No, I heard he's a beast. I'm not even trying to visit that. I'm not, I'm not too <laughs> great at basketball. I just like to shoot around and stuff like that, nothing serious. So I thought that I get really competitive, and he would just, you know, go all out, so. Yeah, he's, he's a good athlete. I was like, okay, this guy's legit. Yeah. Who, who have been some of your uh, perhaps teammates or people that are living with you or helping you get your uh, feet wet here in Provo? So right now I'm not living with any teammates, but I know um, I've been hanging around, uh, you know, Tyson a lot, Micah a lot, um, and just some of the guys just, uh, like around my locker that I, I talk to a lot. So uh, really, you know, Micah and Tyson were the, you know, the guys that, um, you know, brought me in and like, uh, made me feel like I was at home, and um, I've been hanging out with lately. But um, the whole team is great, and they're they're all great. I just haven't got you know the time to hang out with everybody yet. So since you've been living here since April, I guess how have you filled your time? I'm sorry. Since you you said you've been living here since April. Yes, sir. How have you filled your time? Are you working out? Are you in class already? So I'm not in class right now, but uh, I've just been working out a lot. Um, I'm at the stadium like all day or the SAB all day. So just been working out a lot on the weekends, catch up on sleep. Work out some more. Uh, been trying to look at, you know, see where the good food spots are here in Provo. So, you know, just trying to soak it all in and having a good time while getting better every day. So since you've been working out so much during that time, you feel like you're in great shape right now since do, you're not in school? <laughs> yeah, I do feel like I'm in great shape. You know, not being in class right now, like, helps me uh, get better prepared, you know, my body better prepared for the season. So uh, I do feel like I'm in great shape right now. 
have you have, have you envisioned what it will be like to run out of that stadium in uh, you know seventy something days against Utah? Mm. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, I always like to. Uh, you know, take the mental aspect into the game and think about things before they happen. I, I for sure think, thought about, like, running out and um, just, you know, getting pumped up for that game. How do you handle the pressure of uh, being wanted to do something immediately? Because you're a grad transfer, so it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we need you right away. Yeah, um, I feel like the pressure is more within you know, uh, of, of me wanting to be successful for myself. You know, uh, I don't really like to pay attention to other people's pressures that might, like external pressures that might come and uh, um, affect me. You know, I just like to think of, like, what I want to get done and um, what I could do to help this team and uh, just go and attack it, you know. So I, I feel like uh, external pressure doesn't really phase me. It's something that's within. Has anyone indoctrinated you on the BYU-Utah rivalry yet? Um, they've told me how, how crucial it is, but... Uh, you know, I got to feel it to know exactly what's going on. I imagine you'll feel it right away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. As soon as I step out, I'm, I'm going to know exactly what I'm dealing yeah. with. Um, BYU then plays at Tennessee, USC, Washington. There's some other great games, you know, and at South Florida, mm-hmm. and you go up to Boston, you know, with, yeah. with UMass, so all over the country. How enticing was the schedule in perhaps persuading you to come to BYU? Oh, it was very enticing. Like, I saw that schedule, and, you know, I was licking my chops, you know, because I, I've always just wanted to play uh, big-time opponents, opponents big-time football, and, uh, you know, prove to myself that I could, I could, you know, hang with the big dogs and everything. You know, coming from Rice to CUSA, um, you know, I've always wanted to play, you know, big-time football, you know, and show that I could, you know, make that transition over here and, you know, uh, potentially go to the next level. So that's, uh, that's huge for me, and that's something that, that brought me here for sure. And are you currently healthy and good, ready to go? Yes, sir. I'm ready to go. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, nice to meet you. Enjoy Provo, and we'll see you in fall camp. Yes, sir. Thank you. Emmanuel Isupa, graduate transfer running back for BYU. Nice to have two of those guys to help bolster Lopini Katoa and Tyler Algier, among others. This guy's a bowling ball. 5'11", 232. Are you kidding me? So it'll be good to have his toughness his Texas toughness in the BYU backfield. Absolutely. I'm just I'm just excited to see what kind of an impact these guys make. Like let's can we start the season already? I, I'm so excited I to wish. watch these guys play. I know. I I wish it was tomorrow. I wish the season was to, I wish it was today. I wish it was tonight. I wish it was right. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Coming up, a World Cup date. The Netherlands holding up our honorary team. And the price Jarman is right, Jerem. Mm-hmm. BYU volleyball yeah. continues to flex at the world level. This is BYU Sports Nation. Yeah. Shout out to today's guests, a couple of graduate transfer running backs, Tyson Williams, Emmanuel Isupa. Shows on demand via the podcast and the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Let us whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Junior tight end Matt Bushman is the fourth best tight end in America, probably in North America and South. According to the USA Today, Bushman led the Cougars in receiving last year and the last two years with 500-plus yards uh, last year, 423 the year before. Several BYU football coaches and players headed to New York today to spend the weekend with the More to Life New Foundation. York! This will mark the Cougars' third visit since 2017. The traveling players and coaches will spend time helping train and work with the Harlem Jets Youth Football League teams. Maybe they'll work with the New York Jets. Speaking too. in schools and other community enrichment activities. Hey, the Jets could probably <laughs> they, use it. They could use it. Cougars in the Major League. LA Angels pitcher Taylor Cole pitched uh, one in the third innings last night. 11-6 win over Mark Durant's Blue Jays. Gave up a hit, a walk, no runs. Soccer. Time for your World Cup date. The United States plays Sweden in the Women's World Cup today at 3 Eastern. 
and our honorary team, the Netherlands, in their orange, tied nil-nil with Canada at the half. Volleyball. Bryce Jarman and the USA Pan Am Cup volleyball team lost to Argentina in the quarterfinals in three yesterday. They'll compete for fifth place tomorrow, 5 Eastern in Colima City, Mexico. Cougars in the minors. David D.C. Clausen went one for three with two runs scored in the walk for the Orem Owls in a 9-4 win against the Ogden Raptors. Track and field. BYU signee and Provo High School trackster Megan Hunter is the Utah Gatorade Girls Track and Field Athlete of the Year for the second straight year. Hunter holds the record in Utah on both the 200 and 400 meters. Bring on today's rise and shout-outs. For me, Jerem, Chad Lewis earns the nod today for protecting the BYU goalpost in 1993. We shot a commercial with Chad yesterday, and he told us an incredible story about what happened following Utah's 34-31 upset win against Provo 26 years ago. Now, Ute fans and players hadn't experienced a victory in Provo since 1971. Here so they he comes. wanted to make it more memorable by taking down the goalpost. He's the only guy on the field basically wearing a BYU uniform. Streaks in at six foot six, 200 pounds. He was a rail, but he got in there, <laughs> shoved a bunch of people out of the way. He was having none of it. He told us he could never find the footage of this. He said, I saw it on the news that night, but I haven't seen it since. And so I went to KSL and my guy, Zach Hicken, and I said, let's dig into the archives and see if we can find this thing. And sure enough, we tracked it down. The blue streak, Chad Lewis protecting the goalpost at then Cougar Stadium. I think that goalpost came down, right? Didn't it? It looked like it was coming down. But someone was there to at least try to prevent that atrocity from happening. So good job, Chad Lewis. As a freshman, no less, right? As a true freshman. Yeah. No, no. No, yeah. Or was he was off his mission, but he was still a freshman. Yeah, he was a walk-on, so I doubt he redshirted. Yeah, Yeah. truth. Uh, Last night, my rise shout-out goes to the offensive line, specifically Harris Lachance, who won the belly-flopping contest. This according to offensive line coach Eric Mateos. This belly-flop was intense. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, this is a lot of flop for that belly. Splash! Ow! Okay, um, only only matched in... um, and here's a slow motion look. That's fantastic. That's your starting right tackle, by the way. Red shirt, off a of mission, to Nashville. Awesome. He looks to be okay after that. Um, yeah, and uh, Cam True with, with that slow motion look. Kiefer Longson attempted one. Um, I don't know if he was trying to be bad, but it was really bad. Oh, Kiefer. And uh, he's okay, too. We, so, we wouldn't do this to him, would we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah we're going to do it. So Kiefer Longson um, went in, and it, it just – there was not a lot of flop, and you know what? I can appreciate that. That's a smart man saying, I'm not going to do it because, you know, I want to I save the belly there. You have to send it, as the young yeah, ones yeah, like to say. Jerry, if you're going to do that, you've got to go all in. Like, there's no halfway. you got to send it if you're going to do it. the belly flop competition. Of course you are, Jerry. Oh, great stuff. Oh, This is what makes this, this show great, is the implementation this? of social media. Oh, yeah, Just yeah. everybody having a phone and camera and videos like the access is amazing so shout out to all of you for uh getting the camera phones going shout out to you floppers <laughs> and again to the guys at ksl for finding that chad lewis yeah, nicely done. he said i haven't seen it since and boom he was so excited he texted me last night and he loves the word sweet he's like oh bro this is sweet how did you find it this is amazing chad's the best he really is i love chad yeah you know who his son-in-law is by the way 
Matt Bushman. Matthew Bushman. That is right. That's cool. Well, well, well. Tight ends. Awesome. Will they both be top 10 tight ends when all is said and done in BYU football history? It's hard. Honestly, you look at Chad's pro career, he's definitely one of the top 10. But if it was just his BYU career, it's a fun conversation of, of how he fits in there because there were people who had more volume than him, but he was a part of the 96 team. He has a one-handed catch. Is it 93 against Ohio State in the Holiday Bowl? Oh, yeah. That's memorable. Um, obviously, the hurdles. and like Chad's an all-timer because of his game, his personality, and everything. But his BYU career only, it's a fun convo of where he fits because I'm not sure he fits in the top five, frankly, given how good some of those guys were. And that's saying a ton. I know. Chad Lewis played on two of what I think are BYU's best football teams all time. One is one of the most underappreciated teams of all time. 94, 10 and 3. Beat Oklahoma and Notre Dame. Uh, We'd yes. take that now. 10 and 3, finished ranked in the top 20. I broke my collarbone that night, by the way. Beat Notre Dame in South Bend and crushed Oklahoma in a bowl game, yeah. in the Copper Bowl. That night, I broke my collarbone. 1996, obviously, well-documented, 14 to 1. But Chad was part of a – we talk about the 80s a lot. There, there was a – a few golden age years in the 90s as well. There were two seasons in the 90s in which BYU was in the top five. Incredible. One to finish a year, and then 90 BYU was ranked in the top five for several weeks. Our question of the day was some of the announced cast being revealed for the upcoming Space Jam 2 movie. Who would you cast in your BYU version of Space Jam? Ames Flames answers on Twitter. Jimmer, Brandon Davies, Tyler Haas, Jackson Emery, and Rafael Araujo. That was the last time the team had the magic. Hopefully after this coming season we can say that about uh, BYU's current team. Amen. The Elite Voice of the Day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years. From at ShamomL17 on Twitter. Here are the picks for the Monstars. Matthew Dellavedova, yes. Trevon Willis, yes. Kawhi Leonard, Luke Neville, nice. Jock Landell, Randy Bennett can play Danny DeVito's character as the evil <laughs> owner-coach of the Monstars. I like it. That was elite, actually. <laughs> Sorry to Dennis Pitta, one of the great tight ends of BYU history. We ran out of time. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jeremiah and Spencer, we already shouted out to one number 70, one of the great Reynolds brothers. How about a shout-out to Terrence Aletto? Oh, yeah. Another former number 70. We are... Ten weeks away from BYU Utah. Belly flop, baby. Go Cougs. Flopping it up.